following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Again, we're close to uh, Christmas time, and that's a wonderful time of year because you get to sit around and talk to your in-laws and those wonderful family members and extended family members that you may or may not want to be eating dinner with. And that's why on Radio Law Talk we always say we're here not to give legal advice. We're here to just give you general topics of law we're going to talk about and have fun with. Uh, seek local counsel. Again, we're going to talk about uh, local counsel uh, that's interesting in this hour. But remember, that's about the only place you can use us as authority is around the dinner table. And I had a dinner with family, and I love my family. And one of my most precious members of my family that I love more than anybody, or more than many, let's put it that way, said two words. I couldn't believe it. They said the following around the dinner table. They say, and then they said, what not? I, I, I didn't know what to say. They said, they say, and I said, and they said, what not? Those of you who are listening to us for the first time, we always say the only time you can use Radio Law Talk to go against somebody or to use it as authority is when someone at the dinner table says, you know what they say? And then you say, wait a minute, Todd, Denise, and Fred on Radio Law Talk say as follows. That's the only time you can use it. Do not use it in a court of law. Don't use it any other time. But that's the time around the Christmas table, around the Thanksgiving table. That's the time to use it. That's very important. And I'll also, if they say what not, you know, then you use it also. So this wonderful, loving family member said they say and what not in almost one sentence. And I was not quite sure what to do. I just confused me. And so I just, I panicked. I froze because I like all the people I was eating dinner with. So I didn't say anything. So therefore, if you, if you want to use it, but don't, you know, look, go to our website, www.radiolawtalk.com. Read our disclaimers late at night when you want to go to bed or you're tired. They're wonderful to read, and it's, a, it's enjoyable, I'm telling you. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. A lot of you have questions or want to make comments or even want to say, hey, can you talk about this topic? By the way, we usually only talk about a topic if there's a lawsuit involved. You can send it. Send us an email, info at radiolawtalk.com. We may not respond. Uh, but but we, we do read all of them that we see, and, and we'd love to get your input. We're also going to have a case or no case uh, this hour. We're going to talk also about Bill Cosby. Um, there's more going on. There's, there's going to be an appeal, and we have some insight kind of, of of some interesting things that have occurred. The appellate court has not uh, basically rejected Cosby's uh, request for a new trial or the trial to be thrown out. And um, we're also going to talk about this bizarre lawyer in Southern California that has, I'm telling went off the rails when it came to uh, disparaging things to defense counsel of an insurance company. And by the way, I have, uh, well, I know who, who some of these people are, no of them, um, but it's interesting how he, it just, the guy went off the rails. There, and There are things you think and things you say, and usually a governor there between the two. No. Not here. Not here. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that, Bill, Bill Cosby, and then the Supreme Court is is weighing in about homeless people 
who sleep on the sidewalk and whether or not that is uh, legal or illegal and whether or not uh, cities or states or counties can uh, regulate that to the point where they can't sleep on the sidewalks or do certain things on the sidewalk. We're going to talk about that. So there's a lot of uh, interesting things to talk about. I had someone bring up the following to me. I think it was on Thursday or Wednesday, and they said, well, Radio Law Talk's come up. I assume the whole time you're going to be talking about the impeachment hearings and all the legal issues there. And I paused and I looked at them and I said, I said this. That's exactly what people don't want to hear about <laughs> because it's been <laughs> talked about all week. We at Radio Law Talk, we really try to bring some interesting things in that are not talked about constantly on the radio. And, uh, and the three of us truly, people say, well, have you heard this or this? We do not go and listen to the radio, correct, Denise and Todd, and listen to other pundits and and find out what to talk about and and then discuss it on this weekend. In, we, in fact, we do the opposite. I rarely listen to talk radio, rarely listen to talk radio during the week on purpose because I want to have my own focus on the way what we believe here. And the fact is, if we did that, it would be the worst form of research that you could possibly do because the other radio stations and the other talk shows aren't talking about this stuff. They're right. all talking about the political stuff. They're talking about everything else. I if I were to listen to talk radio as a way to uh, get this idea, and we'll talk about that on my show it's coming this weekend, I would leave after a three-hour radio show and have very little, if any, information that I could use within the format that we have. Right. Who's talking on yeah. the radio about all the stuff we're talking about? There's another key point, and that is that if we had something new to bring to the topic after it's been run through every right. washing machine of the talk shows you know, all week long, then, then I think we probably would. But what are we going to bring new to the topic other than just another opinion, which everybody has one? And everybody knows. What we, we, we text back and forth uh, just to let you know about what we're talking about. I kept There was issues coming up about some things and some things about the Trump administration and about, you know, the impeachment, and I, and I loved our little memes. Mine was boring, and Todd did a little snoring meme, and we're the, like... It was the SpongeBob boring. Boring. <laughs> it's just like... Rainbow. So that's what we do. So, But you can still call, uh, email us. Some people say, hey, why didn't you talk about that? That's why. Go listen all, all week to the same thing, and, and everybody repeating it with a minor spin on it, but we're talking about some fun stuff. And who could, who would want to listen to anything other than case or no case, Cal? Isn't that a great question? I, there's no one I can think of that would listen to anything rather than... Now it's time to play this. Case or No Case. Exactly. Yay! Now you need to know that I am a hunter in name only. I don't go out and chase animals in the woods. It's not something that is a high passion of mine, although I get why people do it. Good for them. God bless them, but it's not my thing. But a hunter from Tennessee, James Robert Penobscot from Greater Acropolis, Tennessee, went to Arkansas to go hunting, and he shot a big buck. Moments later, he was found by his brother severely injured in the woods, his body riddled with holes. His brother first thought maybe they were bullet holes, but no. They were antler holes. So when he first got there, his brother James Robert, Jim Bob, was alert and talking and even able to call his wife, but then he stopped breathing. So his other brother came, and as he stopped breathing, he perished, and by the time the paramedics got him to the hospital, the Arkansas uh, Game and Fish Commission said he was dead. The deer got him, and they said this is not unusual. Officials are not certain that the antler wounds caused the death, at least they weren't at first. They said he may have died from other medical issues like a heart attack, but there was no autopsy. His brother, William Robert Penobscot, each family had Bob in the middle name, so this was Billy Bob, 
asked to see the out-of-state hunting license to read all of its exemptions and disclaimers. And nowhere on the out-of-state license did it say, be cautious of wounded animals because they may still be alive and they can get you. So he said, maybe I can find them just a little bit negligible and maybe get a deep pocket deal out of this. And so I ask you, and I guess I'll start with Denise. It's Denise's turn. And so I ask you, case what? Case or no case, Ms. Dirks, what say you? So it's the brother um, It's the brother that is suing uh, the state or licensing authority. Right, the authority. Tennessee brother goes to Arkansas, sues the Fishing Game Commission, and says you guys have to warn people of the dangers of dealing with the potentially live animals in the woods. And you didn't do that, so I want to find out. He didn't, he hasn't, you know, this is case or no case, so we don't know that he's sued or not. But he looked very much into whether there's just that much liability so he can sue the state as a deep pocket. Which I think is a great we question. Got about but anyway, 30 yeah. seconds. Just give, give him something. Throw, uh, throw Give him something. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know if the state is the one that does the licensing for hunting. They are. Okay. So you're just telling me they are. Yes, and is. this is Tennessee. Yes. Oh, it's Arkansas. Arkansas. No. He, well, yeah, he bought he's the from license Tennessee Tennessee and he went from to Tennessee Arkansas. to Arkansas. Well, we're going to be okay. back. Denise, well, you think about it. Wait, wait, wait. I have to think about it. Yeah, you got to think about it. We're going to be back in a minute and talk about Arkansas and Tennessee and hunting. Watch out for them antlers when you shoot that deer. Well, some people say it's deer revenge, but uh, it is a true story. So Better know DR. Yeah, so we'll talk about that and more as Radio Law Talk continues. Stay tuned. for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. I'm going to quick quack car wash. Get my car washed, make it quick quack. Pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to. Don't drive dirty. Going to get my car suds in the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car. Wash 100 feet of cloth. Washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack. Don't spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy, looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick quack. Car wash. Get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car. 
Get in your truck. Get on the road. Come visit the dock. Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I tried counting calories, I took pills, eating and eating, and then more eating. I really wanted to stop, but nothing could make me stop. At one point, it was so bad that I just felt like giving up. I felt so alone. Like nobody else could possibly understand. We understand. We're Overeaters Anonymous, and we have helped thousands of people just like you. People who want to stop their compulsive eating and start living a healthy, rewarding life. Overeaters Anonymous, help me get my life back. Now I eat in a way that's healthy and good for me. I never realized what I was missing out on. With OA, I am living again and loving it. Start living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. Find us on the web at OA.org. Eva Marie smoked 12,000 packs of cigarettes over 15 years. She quit, and now there's a new lung cancer screening that could save her life. You stopped smoking. Now start screening. No matter how much you smoked, early detection could save you. Talk to your doctor or learn more at savedbythescan.org. What does Todd's cat say? Are you serious? Oh, come on. Oh, stop it. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. I love it. We were telling the joke uh, uh, off air, and it took Denise a while. She, she just now, like, we're like, she just now got it and can't stop laughing. This is just now understood the joke. <laughs> it's called so. a way homer. It's the joke you don't get till you're on your way home, so... All right, well, we're talking I about the point of the joke, and I thought it was something else. <laughs> so Denise is talking about the hunter. We're talking about the hunter case yes. where an individual, uh, Billy Bob, Billy Joe, whatever you want to call him, in Tennessee, they go over to Arkansas to 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 hunt. They he shoots this wounded uh, uh, deer that that has antlers, and he finds Billy Bob, Billy Bo, whatever. What Billy you, Bob I, is the brother that we're I after. don't know which Billy it is, and Dude. I'm not making fun of Tennessee or Arkansas. I'm Dude. just saying I don't understand the Billy thing. I, I, let's go. I'm going to give him a little credit though. Sure. He didn't shoot a wounded deer. He shot, shot a deer and, and then wounded, wounded it. Wounded oh, okay, gotcha. It's not like right. he came up, oh, I'm going to add insult to injury no. here. No, I said I shot a deer and then the wounded deer. Okay, yeah, okay. the wounded good, deer. Good, good. Goes to go. harvest the deer. Next thing you know, he's all full of holes and aerated and everything. His like brother that. is. Right. So the brother right. apparently got right. attacked by the deer that right. was wounded. Right. And he wants to sue uh, Arkansas uh, or the the license uh, does not say anything about be cautious or careful from wounded deer attacking you, right? That's really what it comes down to. And and he says, look, if you're going to sell licenses to out-of-state people, there might be ignorance. You you should make sure we're educated as to this okay. because it cost right. my brother his life. So, Denise, what say you, case or no case? Well, I think the important thing was there was no autopsy. You said there was no autopsy. The family said no post. Yeah, no exactly. autopsy. Exactly. So it, how it, is he going to prove death? 
by uh, how's it going to prove the method of death? The right? coroner said COD via exsanguination and blunt force trauma from the deer horns. That was the coroner's conclusion without a, a true cut him open type autopsy. Oh, got it. Okay. Well, this is this is what I think. I think it's a scenario, but it's not a case um, because certainly there's no reason that you have to do a disclaimer or do some kind of a notice of um, the inherent danger in wild animals. I mean, I, I think that should be something that's just relatively known, and you don't have to give notice to people. So like at a petting zoo, you'd say, beware of the butting goats, but if they were wild goats on the mountain, and then the goat butted you, and you had to have a license to get the goats, you'd say, well, that's all right. Yeah. I mean, I just want to make sure yeah. I'm understanding your thinking. Yeah, I, I think that there's no reason. The state would not have a duty to do that warning. Okay, fair enough. Mr. Penny, what say you, case or no case? It is a scenario, but not a case. <laughs> Next. Okay, Mr. Kunin, what say you? Well, all I can say is, you know, when you said it was dealing with a buck and a deer, my, I like big bucks, and I cannot lie. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! You remember, of you course, You other these, brothers can't deny when a... The anyway. standard joke of 50, uh, 50 female pigs and 50 male deer in one pen, that's right, 100,000 bucks. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> nice. The jokes are rolling. You know what? Make sure on the 23rd or 24th, Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, you're telling those jokes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it, 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 look, and if you are with if you are with people that do happen to imbibe alcohol, wait till they've had a couple of drinks. The jokes will be funnier. Trust me. Oh, I believe so, um, so I will say this. I I agree with Denise about you don't really have you shouldn't have to give notice because I mean there's really only one reason an animal has antlers and it's for defense and attacking and you just shot it. I think it's pretty self-explanatory that if you didn't kill it, it's going to be upset. Um, no. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Call me crazy, but uh, yeah, I'll say this. What the heck? Because it's Christmas and I'm in a giving mood and I am in the lead in points. I will take the most unrealistic answer in an offer, in an effort to give my compatriots an oh, opportunity come on, to come bleh. up to, with me to get close to me, <laughs> I will say, I will up. say that it is actually a case. It act, something was actually fired, filed, but I won't go so far as to say the plaintiff wins, plaintiff loses. Hmm. Case and he loses. Well, I think these are all wonderful observations. So nobody said it was a case. Is that correct? No. Todd says Those of you who say it was not a case, that would be Fred and Denise. Yes. <laughs> Merry Ooh, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah. Because so you have a, no win. It's a, it's a win-win for you. I'll, I'll, I'll act like it. Because. Hey, I'm just taking a page out of the Fred book, Fred Penny playbook. The kindness book. Yes. Because even people from Arkansas are not dumb enough to believe that you can sue another state when a deer <laughs> comes alive. I'm just saying we don't have an Arkansas affiliate. It's okay. Yeah, we can never say will. This. I guess <laughs> apparently not. But the point is, who would even believe that? But somebody who just, well, except Todd and somebody else who's just. And the out Tennessee there. people are brilliant, by the oh, way, yeah. because we, because we, we have we have affiliates in yeah, Tennessee. We love our friends from Tennessee. But okay. that, ladies and gentlemen, is case. Thank no you, case. Cal. Congratulations. Thank you. Next hour, I'm going to take you inside a Christmas classic movie for case or no case wow nice. so we're gonna do some christmas stuff yeah, good yeah yeah all right let's let's move on to this very bizarre case oh, yes. where a southern california lawyer he represents a family that their house 
burned down, yeah. or at least burned down. No, and no, no, elder, no, oh, no, burnt, no, just burned up. No, not burned up. Yeah, burned up. Elderly couple that had water damage in their Oh, house. you're right. Yeah, I'm sorry. They, you're they right. They were gone. Right. A water main blew and caused right. a lot of damage. Sorry, it meant, meant water damage. And, and, yes. and a really a lot because the main blew and it like yes. soaked the whole entire house. Sever, severe. So they're and they're elderly. Yes. And they're booted out of their house. And this lawyer comes in to try to get the insurance company to pay what they believe is a reasonable amount for the repairs. And the insurance company basically argues, well, we are, and uh, it's worth X more dollars, 200000 more dollars that they believe they had to pay, or 200000 yes. where they believed it was in the, over a million dollars worth of, of repairs well, and damages. Initially, initially, actually, the way it started out, it was the elderly couple said, it's about three hundred and fifty thousand dollars right. damage, and right. the insurance company sent an adjuster out that, 000, that yeah. they said was dumb as a post, didn't know anything. And the insurance adjuster said, "We'll give you a hundred. So the difference between the two was this the started out as a two hundred thousand dollar dispute over what it but was. But then it went over to to over a million dollars. Well, that's because it was bad faith. You have to kind of get through it because what happens is that um, the insurance company probably did not act in the best regard. And you know, as a plaintiff's attorney, insurance companies want to defend you to death. So if you're a plaintiff's attorney, they want to do all these motions and stuff to try to... To get it so that well, here's you... the thing that people don't. We're, I'm going to talk about it when we get into it. I didn't have the exact facts right. Maybe I should have read it quick, slower. But the thing is, is it comes down to people agree to disagree, and that's why you have lawyers. But this lawyer took it a little too far. We're going to be back and talk about this uh, right after this. Remember, Radio Law Talk is live 9 to noon Pacific. You can listen to that audio feed anytime you'd like, and old shows are at Radio Law Talk as well. We'll be right back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS, and they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. 
This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Pitt. But the results from a heart attack or stroke. This is Radio Law Talk. So back to uh, this case about in Southern California about the uh, flood, the, the uh, $100,000 worth of uh, damage, according to the insurance company, and then 300000 according to the clients. And, of course, Denise is right. They, they asked for over a million dollars for bad faith. Um, in other as words, as which, against the insurance as company. As against the insurance company, saying that they're not treating them right. Because don't forget, there's a difference between a third party and a first party. This is their own insured. This is one that they have a contract with. They need to... F- treat them actually extra fair because they actually have an agreement and a fiduciary responsibility to them. So what happens is there's clearly, it clearly comes to a point where the insurance company uh, in this case and their counsel are, are being a little bit stubborn. And, and that's what they do. And our, like our firm is, is loaded with uh, prior insurance company trial lawyers. And, and I used to clerk for an insurance defense firm. And one of yep. the things that we were told by the insurance company is to bring demurs, bring motions to dismiss, bring – and you do a lot of law in motion trying to – to try to, to beat them. In other words, it's almost a war of attrition in a way. Right. And these plaintiffs' attorneys are there sometimes on contingency, and or most of the time, on most of the time on contingency, and so they have a hard time to foot the bill and keep up with the defense right. of these insurance companies. Um, and a lot of times it's just law in motion, law in motion, law in motion, and it doesn't make sense right. except for the more you pay to your defense attorneys by the insurance company, that's kind of their thought, uh, the less that the plaintiffs are going to ultimately get. But now the insurance companies have gone in-house. The difference is is now they've hired lawyers in-house, even though it's an, quote, outside law firm. They actually have offices usually within the insurance industry's building, and they're in-house, they're paid salary, so it doesn't matter. They can run it and, and this case forever. Now, you, you have to understand, I always say this to some clients who get upset, uh, I, there's a lot of times they're not fair what they're doing. it. And guess what I always say? As lawyers, if you complain, we wouldn't be in business if they were doing what, in my opinion, playing, paying the proper amount to the plaintiffs. But that is their job. I always say that's the job of the defense lawyers and the insurance company is to pay as little as possible. And our job as lawyers is to get as much as possible. And that's how this works. Well, unfortunately, with this individual, he didn't like the fact that they were doing their job and trying to get pay as little as possible, whether elderly or not. And guess what you do? Now, and this is, we're going to get into the details. You pound them in court. Just go to court. And, and I think that there, there was an added frustration here on his part based upon the way the insurance what, company's what lawyers are working. Would you say he has your same plaintiff's attorney, yes, right? Yes, based upon the way that the insurance company's attorneys were operating. It, I heard this term not too long ago called ghosting. Do you know what that is? It's like when two people are dating each other and... And then one just stops returning phone calls. They stop. They don't have no communication, nothing. It's like, right. what did I did you just drop off the face of the earth? And it's called ghosting. And essentially what the plaintiff's attorney 
alleges that really set him off here is that the insurance company's attorneys started ghosting him. They didn't return phone calls. They didn't return emails. They didn't return it. He's sitting there trying to at least put forth his trying claim, to resolve. trying to resolve it, and he is getting nowhere. Then they do this deposition, and he claims he mops the floor with the insurance company experts, wants to continue it, and still gets ghosted by the insurance company, and that's where the claim started to escalate from the plaintiff and from, I'll comment on that in a second from after 300,000 to policy limits 1.7 million because if you're not going to respond then this from his perspective this is evidence of bad faith and we want to trigger the higher policy limits of 1.9 million based upon your bad faith and it on, the wheels only started coming off more from there yeah, and a lot of times what you do ghost because if the statute of limitations is coming up and that insurance company thinks that that, that plaintiff's attorney might make a mistake procedurally or substantially, they're going to let you do that. They're not going and, and ghosting sometimes is very efficient for that purpose uh, because you maybe well, you'll forget about the case. Well, here's the other thing that has interesting, and I and I'm going to point out both sides because we understand both sides. So what if you, they're go? Let's assume they're ghosting. Okay, counsel, what's your remedy? See you in trial. Yep. And guess what? Oh, they're ghosting you about not getting these depositions set? Good. Send them the deposition date. Send them the notice. And you could show that you attempted to communicate with them about the dates. And when they don't show up to the deposition, you do your motion to compel with sanctions to the court. And the court's going to go, why are you doing this messing around? Uh, but but what he does instead of, well, we got to get into this thing. We got This is the part I want to get into really quick. Yes. We, what, what, so we're, we're dancing around what happens here is we've got to state the following. And by the way, his demand goes, he's getting so upset, and he admits that he has a little bit of a temper, and he admits <laughs> that he snapped, Yes. and um, he's, he's, he's been an attorney 10 years, and I think, I don't know, but I'm going to be careful of going on a limb that he probably doesn't have quite the experience that a lot of us have. He's six have. years, yeah. Was it six years? I thought, well, I thought, 2003. No, no he's, got, he's got 10. He's got 10. 10. He's got 10 years. It, well, more if, than 10. He's 16. got more than 10. Yeah, 16. Yeah. Okay, anyway, round numbers, 10, 10 or more. But uh, he now says the demand is $302 million. Pay up, you blankety blanks. And, you know, he's writing all these, you know, karma is a blank blank. And, and yeah. hey, blank for brains. Uh, you owe my clients money. And, and all of a sudden the emails start coming in with, I mean, really bad cuss words. Yeah. And not only cuss words, but demeaning uh, different individuals and people that have... And things that could be actually interpreted as a threat, like I know where you live. That's exactly right. You know, that type of stuff, Mm -hmm. which is way over the top. Please, law students, new attorneys, listen to us here. Don't use this kind of language. I mean, he said, sold somebody to eat a bowl of mail. Um, Blank. appendages. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, I mean, come on, who says that in yeah. a normal realm? Yeah. So obviously yeah. somebody who should be a distanced, emotionally under control, impartial observer got their emotions caught in a ringer and reacted accordingly. Yes. 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 Right, right, right. Yeah. Yes. yes. And, and inappropriately, totally inappropriately. Th- this happens... 
in criminal law, this happens frequently. When I was a DA, this happened a lot of times on the part of defense attorneys I would deal with, where they become emotionally invested. And and it was hard for me to understand that as a DA, why they are doing that. Now, as a defense attorney, I understand because of the relationship they end up having with the clients and the phone calls that come in the middle of the night and the stress that they're under and somebody's liberties on the line. I get it. But look, if you can't keep your cool under those circumstances, understanding, then you probably got to pick a different profession. Absolutely. Because that's not how you act as a lawyer. You got to be the one that remains cool. Let your let your client be the one that is going right. crazy, and but you're the one that's getting paid to but be see, even keel. But look, he's writing letters like this. Like here's a letter of November twentieth, two thousand nineteen. This letter shall serve as formal written notice to your client, Blank Insurance Company, that plaintiffs will agree to file a dismissal with prejudice of their claim in the above reference matter in exchange for payment of the amount of $100 million. I mean, see, it's just so off the wall. At that point, the insurance defense lawyers are going, this guy's off the rails. Now, that was was the 19th, right? Yeah, that that was November 20th. November 20th. But but what I'm saying is it shows he's going off the rails. And guess what? As a lawyer, what do you do when you see the other lawyers going off the rails? Come on, let's just really talk about it. Let him go or her go off the rails. Yes. You let him go. You're so, going to go off the rails. I'm not going to respond to that. And, and and this is what he was doing. So initially it was, we want the 315000 Then he gets ghosted, gets no response. So the first, the email on the 19th was the $1.7 million. Then on the 20th, he sends registered mail. He wants he wants 50. Then the 21st, he wants 100 million, and it kept going up until it was what 300 million. 300 because and something every million. day that he did not receive word back, he upped it with the epithets and stuff. And then, then, the insurance company's attorneys filed a motion with the court to have him ex parte. Ex parte, which means they filed it without him having any input, without the plaintiff's attorney having any input, which generally you're not supposed to have communication with the court without the other party present. But they felt this was so egregious, they file it, they want him tossed, they want the case dismissed, and they say, judge, and if the case doesn't get dismissed at a minimum, he's got to be punted from the case. His clients get word of the communication that has occurred, they go out and hire a new law firm. Stop. They How do they wait? Yeah. Wait. Is, this wait, is stop. really important because the Back conduct up. of plaintiff's attorney put him in direct conflict of interest with his own clients. That's right. right. Because they found out how, Denise? Um, Through the internet of a friend told them they saw it on the internet. That's right. The clients didn't even know about it. The clients didn't even know about it. About all this communication. No, they don't know this is going on. So, so they get a new law firm who comes in and... You think that's enough for the insurance company? So, okay, now you got somebody to work with. We can go ahead and deal with you. When we come back, we'll talk about what the insurance company's response was to getting a new income, a new law firm and to the plaintiff, the actual client, saying, oh, we didn't know. We're sorry. Let's go back to square one. When we come back, we'll see what they said. Sometimes it seems like lawyers playing in sandboxes, doesn't it? Right. Not nicely so either. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> Radio Law Talk will continue in just a little bit right here. Do not go away. There's much more ahead. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. 
It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. The cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and baling company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah! We've all been there. We all want to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time, and it's difficult to find clothing that makes that task effortless. But at Letty & Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable, things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose online with free shipping. Just go to lettyandcompany.com. LettyandCompany.com. Infectious diseases spread by pests like malaria, Zika, and Chagas disease are causing a worldwide health crisis. Fortunately, here at home, we don't face the same level of threat, but we shouldn't let our guard down. Mosquito-borne diseases like West Nile virus and Zika are impacting communities across the U.S., and Lyme disease spread by ticks is on the rise. Whether around the world or just around the block, get the facts you need to protect your family at PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. Chris, can you put the video game controller down for a second? I can talk and play. Oh, I'm totally annihilating this punk kid in Nebraska. I just feel like you're not acting like a grown-up in our relationship. M2, M2! Well, you know, you still ride your skateboard to work, there's the comic book collection, the race car bed. Look, I'm young at heart, but I put money to my 401k every paycheck. I picked up a few savings tips at feedthepig.org. I have control over... 
This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny. We're back talking about this insurance company's fight with this lawyer and the uh, the statements that are, we have. We have the actual filings, and and without the bleeps, we are actually reading the some of the statements that uh, went to the insurance company's lawyers. And, and let me tell you, they're bad, ladies and gentlemen. That's the stuff that was said would even to shock those who, who don't get shocked very easily. But there's some interesting things in these motions. What what I read in this insurance company that just amazed me and cracked me up is no doubt this guy went way off the rails. But it's almost like the insurance company is like, oh, 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 this guy's so, oh. We have to come in and just, you know, we don't want to do this, Your Honor. I can't believe this. I just, we don't want to. We're such good people. I tell you, to me, I, I just barfed. I mean, this insurance company was clearly not treating these elderly people, in my opinion, and I'm not saying this, but, and I'm okay with that, but don't come in, you know, and say, look, and I again, I don't have completely all the evidence from both sides, but to say that you know we're the, the 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 white horse rolling in here and he's the dark horse, let me tell you they're doing the best they can not to pay money to these people and 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 stop being such a high horse. It's it's yeah. almost it's almost like they were saying you know we we didn't want to have to institute this procedure but we have a a solemn duty to protect the integrity of the law. Yeah, you gotta you, you gotta see cows like oh. We it's have like, a solemn duty to do this. Yeah, you know what? They're, they're, they're back. They're going. Yeah, look at us. Let's get him. I guarantee you, when the emails and when the when the stuff was coming in, well, we don't guarantee, but we think. But but yeah, we think that they were the the insurance company's attorneys were probably looking at this going, oh my gosh, poster board material. Looking at all of this. Oh, like, they're loving. I it. can't believe somebody would say all of this and wow and and, and we whoa. got the clients now. And yeah. and and then okay, go ahead and file. Let's 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 not do happy dance. Go ahead and file. Thank go you. For you, giving you know us what I thought room. was disingenuous? Right. Right. Um, the insurance company seeking to disqualify the plaintiff's attorney and then trying to um, say that the plaintiffs themselves ratified his misconduct such that the case should be dismissed. Now, now let's, that bothers me. Now let let me let me just talk about that for just a second. So what happened was the insurance company files this ex parte motion seeking when, dismissal when, of the case when? and it was shortly before Thanksgiving. It was the day of yes. Thanksgiving Eve. So so they filed it seeking a dismissal of the case and also see and if, and if the case is, and if the counsel. case is not going to be dismissed at a very minimum disqualify counsel and then the i'm going to call it the hot-headed attorney files a response on behalf of himself and the clients right now the clients had heard about this through the internet they this got, is what they claim they go out and they hire a new attorney to come in now the insurance company to your point Denise is saying well wait a second the clients themselves don't get a pass because they authorized the hot-headed attorney to file a response on their behalf and his behalf. Well, presumably. And I would note that in the declaration, um, let's see, in the declaration and response filed by the new law firm right. on oh. behalf of the clients, right. they say specifically, this is on page Two, 
line 14, furthermore, and they put it in bold and italicized so the court sees it, the opposition filed by the hot-headed attorney to the application, the ex parte application, was filed without the insured's knowledge or approval. I doubt the insured agreed with a lot of the things he was saying. Yes, yeah, the justifications are doing. Or doing. Yes. So, now, this, this also, the other part of this, what, once the ex parte occurred, the court issued what's called an order to show cause and basically told the plaintiff's attorney, you have to come show cause why you should not be sanctioned and or the case dismissed and or be disqualified. Now, an order to show cause is an order of the court, and it shifts the burden of proof to the extent that it makes that plaintiff's attorney have to come before the court and actually defend himself and show cause means show evidence of why the requested relief should not be granted. So, so up until now, we've talked about all of the stuff that went on between the parties, the correspondence, right. the language, the plaintiff saying, oh, it wasn't us, it was him, and we have new lawyers, and blah, blah, blah. And what's the judge say? And what's the judge say? Let's go into the judge. Yes. Let's yes. talk about the judge. That's... So the judge comes on board and is clearly not happy. Yes. And, and, and he is... And, and I'm wondering, and Denise brought up a few interesting things, saying, you know, I think he might have gone a little too far. First, the judge rolls in and say, you need to stop being a lawyer and just step down yes. as a lawyer, not as the, not as their lawyer, but in general as a lawyer. And let's remember, this is all in federal court, not state court. Right. Which is not to say that state court judges aren't, you know, they don't get stern and they're not upset or they don't do things. But the biggest difference between a federal court judge and a state court superior court judge is one has to run for re-election. The other is appointed for, for life. life. Right. And the federal judge is appointed for life. And unless they do something that rises to the level of the ability to, to impeach them, they get they have a lot more leeway and don't have to worry about re-election or anything like that. And they can hammer people, and he does. Well, listen to this. Now, you tell me, eight, oh, uh, let's see, 855-LAW, what is it, 855-LAW radio or? 855-729-7234. The judge says this, quote, tell you what, slick, this profession does not need you. I'm going to do what I can to remove you, remove you from this profession. Did the judge go too far? In I think that shows that? actual bias. I, you know, I, I worry about that. I, yeah. you know, Your Honor, Judge Otis, right the second. I'm not saying that lawyer was off base, off the rails. I'm not saying what you said was right or wrong. What do our speakers, what do our people out there think? Tell you what, slick. Okay, you know what? This is a courtroom. Tell you what, sir. Tell you what, Mr. Blank. You know whatever his name is. This profession does not need you. I could see that. Tell you what, slick. I'm going to do what I can to remove you from this profession. You know, come on. You know, I could say argue that, the profession may not need that judge. Well, why argue <laughs> that? Why say that in open court? Why not keep that to yourself? And then behind the scenes, the judge is within his right to turn him over to the state bar. Right. That's and the do the things bar. he's supposed to do. But why say it in front of the open court and have... Um, be looking like you are being biased against one of the persons before you. And you know what? The judge, another quote from the judge, quote, shut up. I want you to resign from this profession. Yeah. Uh, now, now, here's, like, ouch. here's the only thing that I would say. Again, it's one thing to read, and I'm sure you guys have seen this when you've read deposition transcripts or transcripts from hearings. 
Sometimes when you read the written word, it doesn't actually convey what was going on in the hearing or in the deposition, what have you. Now, one of the things that I got from this was that the court specifically did not buy the hot-headed attorney's justification that this is part of negotiation and I have a right. First Amendment. Look, you don't have a First Amendment speech or, or right to say things that are threatening to other people or could be construed that way, and we'll deal with what could have been the criminal threats in a second. But I'm reading this statements of the judge, and it looks like when the judge responded, you honestly believe, the court says, you honestly believe the First Amendment extends to anything? You did go to yeah. law school, right? And then when the court says, quote, this is not the day to be cute, that tells me, and he says, I am not the guy, that tells me that something was occurring in the hearing where the conduct of the hot-headed attorney could be construed maybe as something as disrespectful, something that sets the judge off because of the way it's going. We just don't get that but from the text. But as a judge, you have to yes. temper your discussion, and you are the one that's in charge, and temper it. And when the judge walked off the bench, he said, what a piece of work. I mean, we're talking about inappropriate, inappropriate all the way around, and uh, you know what? We have three hours here, and in our third hour, we do quick takes. My quick take's going to be on this one. I think you're right. The the only area that I think Allstate, or the, the insurance company, could get in trouble with is in their motion they made reference to the hot-headed attorney's conduct bordering on criminal conduct. You can't bring that up. You can't bring up criminal conduct in a civil case. The state bar will go nuts on you. This is a great thing. We like talking about this. This is fun. Again, we do radio. We do both sides. It's fun to talk about both sides. I think there's a lot of people doing things they probably shouldn't have done or said. It's fun for us at Radio Law Talk. Join us third hour. We got more. We're glad you're listening to Radio Law Talk right here on your favorite radio station and, of course, on RadioLawTalk.com. We'll continue after this. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. Jordan, and he's a healthy guy. He's a dad of six, and he works as a guide in Alaska. But then he goes to the doctor, and he's diagnosed with cancer, stage four. And here's the thing. He had switched from medical insurance to MediShare, which is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. So the question for Jordan and his wife, Jenny, was, is this really going to work? Our medical bills exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills. And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community. MediShare is is a family, a group of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without MediShare. It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you. 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. 